The Turpin family seemed to be a sweet, Disney-loving family of 15. Little did the world know they held a deep secret within the walls of their home. David and Louise Turpin neglected and abused their children so severely the kids looked years younger. When one daughter escaped, calling the police, the police discovered a true house of horrors. Viewer discretion is advised. This episode contains discussion of physical and sexual abuse to children. Welcome to An Easy, a podcast hosted by Lexi and Cecilia. This podcast is a collection of research based on haunting and mysterious events that will leave you feeling genuinely uneasy. Discretion is advised. In Paris, California, lived David and Louise Turbin. David Allen Turbin was born October 17th, 1961, and David had a nice job, and he was smart. He was a computer engineer. He graduated from Virginia Tech, and he worked at places like Lockheed Martin and North of Gummin. So David even retired in 2012 with very nice paycheck. And Louise Ann Turbin, originally Louise Ann Robinette, was born May 24th, 1986. So the two met through school, like grade school, in Princeton, West Virginia. In high school, David was in the Bible Club, Chess Club, Science Club, and the Acapella Choir. Just all around what most people would just call a nerd, you know? And Louise was a good girl. She never drank, smoked, or did drugs. So the couple married in Pearlsburg, Virginia in 1986 when David was 23 and Louise was 16. That's quite an age gap. The two literally ran away to get married because they knew that their families didn't approve of it. Um, But Louise was marrying David to kind of escape from her mom at the time louise's sister stated that they were regularly sold to men as children for sexual purchases um and both louise and david were pentecostal christians so this is like the people that you usually see with the long jean skirts and the really long hair. Not to be confused with Mennonite that we just talked about in a previous episode, but just like a more conservative Christian group. And they thought that their faith was telling them that they need to have as many kids as they could bear because God was calling them to do so. Is this um, like the Duggars? So this is actually not the same faith as the Duggars, but kind of the same mindset. The Duggars okay. were Baptists before they formed their own religion, but they both believed in essentially the same thing. No contraceptives at all. I'm going to have as many babies as God tells me to do so. So in 1988, they kind of begin that. They have their first kid. And until 2015, they would go to have 12 more children, 10 daughters, and three males. And then the oldest was 27 years older than the youngest. So a wide age range. So the family moved around in Texas before settling in California. They lived in Fort Worth until 1999. In the early 1990s, they were living well off of David's six figures. 
So in the 1990s, six figures pays you a lot more than it does now. Oh my gosh. Six figures then is like millionaire now, I feel like, with the way <laughs> things are going. Yeah, they would literally fly Luis's mother and and sister to visit them every year. They would pay for everything. And I was kind of confused about this dynamic because Luis's sister said that their mother wasn't good for to them at all. So I don't know if there was like a reform or anything, but apparently in high school and whenever they're younger, Luis's mother would sold them to sex for sex work. So but this whole flying Luis's mother and sister out all ended in 1992 when they filed for chapter 7 bankruptcy and this was just right after their second child was born so this is kind of when they start to hit that really rock bottom but david didn't lose his job it's just poor spending habits and they would go on to have their third child just a year later in 1993 they end up having another child their fourth and in 1995 they actually take their fourth newborn and their other three children to visit their families back in Princeton, West Virginia. So Louise's younger sister, Elizabeth, realized during this visit back home that they weren't as perfect as they seemed. They weren't as wealthy or happy because Elizabeth wanted to stay with them in Texas. And so she drove back with them. And on the way back to Texas, Elizabeth witnessed David and Louise drive to a casino where they stayed for a couple hours costal christians they were both told that gambling was a sin so this was like the first shock to elizabeth just trying to understand like why they were gambling but whenever they came back to the car they were enraged with each other david was saying that louise was spending all their money and losing it and that they wouldn't even have enough money to get back to texas So this family is obviously going through some financial troubles. Again, yes, they have four children, but like, where is the six-figure income going? Just, it seems like they're definitely trying to put on a front, and that makes me feel like something bad is coming. (laughs) I feel like you hear a lot about certain families when you're younger that are like, oh, they're just racked up to credit card debt to their ears. And this is kind of where that family, the Turban family, is heading towards. But another thing that Elizabeth notes during her time in Texas with her sister and brother-in-law is how strict they are to their kids. She saw that they had to ask permission to even eat or go to the bathroom. That the parents never kissed them, never kissed them or held them, told them they loved them. They were just really cold and really strict. That's really strange considering that they're so Christian and have this mindset of like, I'm going to have as many children as God wants me to have. You would think they would be a little bit more caring towards their kids. Yeah. And the oldest started elementary school in 1994. And this is kind of where we start to see some of the neglect that the children were actually facing. She was picked on since the very day that she enrolled She was known to have really poor personal hygiene and she wore the same shirt every day. So everyone thought that she just really stunk. 
And they would actually like pick on her by holding their nose around her and gag as she walked by. Poor thing. Poor thing. She's like, what, five years old? And it's not like, it's never the kid's fault for their hygiene at such a young age. No, no. And I'm sure other people in their home smell as well. So they might not have known that it was like an issue Mm -hmm. until they get to school anyways. To make matters worse, in second grade, her classmates actually recalled her showing signs of sexual abuse. So kids that are sexually interested at such an age do tend to indicate that they've been sexually abused if they're like publicly touching themselves and that kind of thing. And this was brought to the school's attention, but there was actually never an investigation launched. And this was never even brought to CPS attention. So it just stayed within the school. The oldest was picked on at school as well as she was picked on at home. She was noted to be treated the most poorly out of all of the kids. Louise's younger sister, Elizabeth, recalls David and Louise being exceptionally strict with the oldest and just punishing her for more ridiculous, outlandish things. And her punishments just being incredibly harsh. So by 1988, their sixth child was born and the family ends up filing for Chapter 7 bankruptcy again. So this is when they lose the house that they had purchased. At this point, Louise is actually driving from Texas to Louisiana to gamble each week. And this just shows kind of why they were having financial problems. Because she wasn't good at gambling. She wasn't winning anything. Just spending. After they lose their house the next spring, the oldest would actually leave public school and never return again. So after the turbans were forced to leave their home due to filing bank- for bankruptcy, the new owners, when they moved in, so a lot of times when your house is foreclosed on, people bed for it and they don't actually get to go inside and see what's going on in the house. So when the new owners moved in, they said they were absolutely disgusted by the state of the house, that it had a terrible stench. All of the floors and carpets were caked in grime. Ew. And that they were large dark stains covering every wall, which the new owners thought were feces. No way. No way. Why? Why are people like that? Like, this is America. You have a working toilet. I mean, like, there is just no need to be, like, nasty like that. David, like, this is before the work from home, like, availability. Like, David was going into work every day, most likely. So he would just, like. But it's just, like. And it shows through the oldest child how much people say that she stunk in school. Like, living in these conditions, of course you're going to stink. Yeah, he's going to school. He's going to work smelling gross. She's going to school smelling gross. I mean, there's just no reason for your floors and carpets to be caked in grime. And there's absolutely never a reason for your wall to be smeared with feces. That is all. I understand some people get so depressed that they are unable to clean their home. But this is truly not the case in this. It's just poor hygiene. Right, that's that's what I mean by this. Like, you have no, there's nothing affecting you to the point where yeah, you can't clean your house. 
So after their house got foreclosed on, they didn't end up moving to Rio Vista, Texas. This is where they ended up having their seventh child. And the parents lacked responsibility and their love for their children began to show. And the violence towards their children began to increase. It started with slapping, hitting, and throwing them around the room. It increased to belts. So if the children just had a minor punishment that they were hit with the leather end of the belt but they would then be hit with the metal buckle if they still didn't behave they moved on from the belt to a wooden paddle or oar and none of the children were ever allowed to shower they did not receive an education though the dad said they were the their teacher he had filed saying that he was hosting a private like home school and the oldest that was in school was actually the teacher for all of her younger siblings, of course, doing as much as she could. She only went to third grade, so there's really not much that you can teach anyone else with just a third grade education. Right, that's pretty young. But in 2004, the family was somehow able to purchase a $63,000 trailer and add it to their property. They had filed for bankruptcy like three times at this point. So I don't know how they got the loan for it or how they were able to even get another property. I'm still trying to figure out where all of his six-figure money went when they were flying the mom out. So I'm I'm still trying to figure that out, that they got to bankruptcy. They weren't spending it on water because they don't even allow their children to shower. So I have no clue where this money's going. They weren't buying cleaners for the houses either, so... <laughs> I'm really confused. It's Louise's gambling habits. I think this is where all the money's going. So the reason why the family purchased this trailer and they moved all of their 10 children into it, they had just had a new child, by the way, is because the house was unlivable because there were feces everywhere. So it was like fully contaminated. Why are there feces everywhere? I cannot get over that. Do they not have toilets? No, they had toilets. Okay, what's the issue? They weren't caging their children up at this point, but I think they were making them stay in one place for so long that the children would then use the restroom on the floor. Ah, uh, That is so sad, but I'm also so annoyed. Like, there's a level to which, like, you can't even just clean up. If you're going to make them stay there, you can't even clean up. I have a like feeling that this... clean up after my dog and my cat, you know, like... Yeah, I have a feeling that this episode is just going to continue to make me more mad. So it will. We can continue. It will. The caging does begin right after they do purchase the trailer. And David builds a little home cage for his kids and puts it in the trailer. And he would punish them to it if they misbehaved. So... They had their 11th child in 2004, and they go on to have their 12th child in 2006. So after having their 12th, they end up buying an apartment that's 40 miles away from their home, which translates to about an hour drive. They take the two youngest and leave the rest of the children to fend for themselves. For four years, this is going on. They leave the kids for four years? Yes. Do they go they, back and like see him, them at all? 
David would bring groceries on a weekly basis, but it was never enough to feed everyone. And Louise would never visit. One of the daughters, I was just six at the time, stated they were start always starving and that she had to eat ketchup or mustard or ice to survive. So the trailer was being monitored through phones and the oldest two were instructed like each day on how they would be forced to punish their siblings. So they were given out orders whenever the parents through cameras saw that the other children weren't behaving as they were hoping and this took like a lot of wear and tear on the mentality of the oldest two children like having to punish your younger siblings in such a way while you're all all are starving yeah that in itself is a twisted form of abuse to like it reminds me of when you see horror movies where you have to like pick which one of your best friends like isn't gonna make it or whatever in the in these crazy movies like that's such a psychological toll that and these these kids now all have a trauma bond together too so Mm -hmm. i'm sure that that was just awful the oldest did end up trying to escape she made it into town after hitchhiking and she tried to get a job to support her siblings but she didn't have any identification So the only thing she knew how to do was call her mom. So her mom actually ended up picking her up and bringing her back. And the oldest did face a lot of torture after that. In 2010, the family does begin their move to California. They moved to Moretta. And for eight years from 2010 to 2018, This is where David begins filing private school affidavits, confirming, like promising that his children were getting a full-time education by him. And this is also when David and Louise begin tying up their kids with rope. The kids recall spending 20 hours a day locked and tied up. That's so terrible. That's a, that's, what you get four hours to do what like that's awful it's almost the same amount of time as complete solitary confinement like people that have murdered people have like at least they have a bathroom in their room and they don't have chains they just have like a little four by four cell like people that have committed heinous crimes have more freedom than these kids what is Confusing and interesting at the same time is that until 2012, the family would actually visit Disneyland on several occasions as David and Louise were avid Disney lovers. They were Disney adults. They were Disney adults. (laughs) Okay. Just making, just making sure. Their license plate actually read D-Land and D-L forever. Which stands for Disneyland and Disneyland forever. Yeah. That's wild. (laughs) Everyone would dress up in matching t-shirts when they would go to Disneyland. And they appeared as one happy family on social media. Luis's little sister was getting concerned about the children. She did think they looked malnourished. And she was upset that she wasn't able to see them the same way that she was when they were just like a couple of them. So... She was never allowed to visit anymore. No one was. Both families were not given that permission. 
But whenever she would see them post on social media, she kind of just thought that everything was a-okay because they were taking these nice vacations together. This did end again in 2012 when the family filed for bankruptcy yet once again. And in 2014, the family moved to Paris, California, and they moved to Paris to be actually close to Hollywood. Louise wanted the family to have a TV show because she thought that they were better and more entertaining than Kate Plus 8. Okay. Kate Plus 8 is... It's got its issues of its own. But, girl... You can't even keep a clean house and you want a camera crew to come in there? And you're locking your kids up? Like, are you going to change that just for a camera? You're torturing your kids for 20 hours a day? I don't think they're legally allowed to show that on TV. Like, that does not make a good TV show. Absolutely not. I think that just shows that they, like, have no reality of, like, what is actually supposed to be happening. They literally, like, Louise literally thought that they were going to be the next, like, TV sensations, which, yeah. Um, and neighbors at this time did report that the children were silent and less spoken to. They even stated the children acted like their only defense was to be invisible Interestingly, the children would skip rather than walk places and... Their neighbors recall them marching in circles for hours, which could be a punishment that the parents didn't force on them. And their neighbors also noted that all children appeared to be malnourished and paled. Again, no neighbor had ever filed a report about these children being malnourished. That makes me mad. We kind of talked about this, but they were bystanders. And they were noticing little things and even like pulling the kid aside and saying something could have helped with something at some point. But you said nothing. Like one welfare check on the family or CPS called when the oldest was in second grade. These could have changed the lives of these kids forever for the better. And... 100%. If you see something, genuinely say something. Like, if a family's doing nothing wrong, a welfare check won't affect them at all. Right. I mean, CPS will still... CPS can't do its job unless it knows. Yeah. And these kids were now being homeschooled, so how is CPS going... Like, they're not going to be on their radar at all. Right. CPS basically just relies on you know, bystanders and Mm -hmm. people stepping up and pointing out things that they think could be wrong. Yeah. The situation for the kids was even getting more worse when they moved to Paris. They weren't allowed to go to the bathroom without chains. If they washed their hands above the wrist, they were accused of playing with water and they were chained for that. None of them were ever able to go to a dentist, and none of them had been to a doctor in over four years. The parents would torture them by buying food, like desserts, and leave it on the counter and just force them to look at it, but never allowed to eat it and literally just throw it away. 
the only thing the children were allowed to do in their room or while they were chained up was to journal and there's been hundreds of journals that were recovered after the house was raided but like these these journals did serve later on in the court cases but it's not like someone with even a middle school education like writing these long scripted things they didn't understand really what was going on in their case like yes they knew that they like were hurting but a lot of them didn't have any education at all to just be like this is wrong and this is why it's wrong so I feel like the journaling was more just like something for them to do only the second oldest was actually allowed to attend some classes outside of the home but Luis would accompany him the whole time so I don't it's unknown why the second oldest was allowed to attend these classes, but David, the dad, was incredibly smart, so maybe he did see something in the second oldest that was like, hey, let's get him some education. The children were never allowed to have toys, and there were actually many toys that were found inside the home, but they were all left in their original packaging and never opened, so this is probably the same situation as the desserts where they were just forced to essentially look at it. And be taunted by that's it. so sad that's so sad like that's this is evil that this situation right here is just pure evil these are innocent children they've done nothing and they're just these parents have no reason to do this and it's one thing i think if you like can't afford like whenever the oldest was in elementary school and she was wearing the same shirt it's one thing if you can't afford to give your child that much clothing well first you're making six figures and you can afford to put your wife on birth control if you want you don't have to have 11 more kids but it's different than abusing them psychologically and physically every day than just not giving them the luxuries of life like if you can afford to go to disney world disneyland then you can afford to properly feed them or to go to casinos and gamble. And like, even if you can't afford it, there are programs out there that will help you. Like there are government-funded yeah. programs. Oh, yeah. You said he worked at Lockheed? Yeah. At one point, like he's smart. He knows what's going on. He like Yeah. He has a job that pay like he they're not intellectually missing any pieces there. No. They know how to how to provide if they need to, and they're deliberately choosing not to, which is the issue. Mm-hmm. Um, what is most interesting though about their habits when they move to Paris is that their neighbors report that they would actually sleep all day and stay up all night. So they would go to sleep around like four or five AM. Just an interesting weird thing for them. But yeah, that is weird. But on January 14th, 2018, the Turban families and their lives all begin to change. So the seven, a 17 year old daughter of the Turbans used a deactivated cell phone to call 911 and reveal a truth that shocked the world. She and her 13 year old sister had been planning for two years at this moment. Knowing that their parents were going to move to Oregon, they knew they had to act fast. The parents had actually told their neighbors goodbye 
that day as they would be moving shortly. So the two children left the home through a window. Unfortunately, the 13-year-old did end up getting scared and turned back and went through the went back home. But the 17-year-old pressed on, got some distance from the house, and called 911 and met up with the police. She said she and her 12-year-old siblings were imprisoned by her parents. They abuse us. And my two little sisters right now are chained up. They chain us up if we do things we're not supposed to. She said the smell was so bad sometimes they could hardly breathe in the house. The police met up with her. They said she looked like she was 10 due to the malnourishment. The 17-year-old... Like, this is... Like, whenever, so whenever I think of, like, the concentration camps and how skinny, like, mm-hmm. the Jews did get, like, right. the same kind of punishments were put on these kids, like, starved right. for days, having to yeah. literally eat dirt just to survive. Yeah. I mean, obviously at a very different scale and for very, very different reasons. Yes, but. yes, yes, yes. But, like, to kind yeah. of get the picture of like the starvation that malnourishment yeah yeah so the 17 year old did use the deactivated phone that was her parents and showed the police officer's picture of the house so the police then were able to enter the house as a quote-unquote welfare checked and when david and louise answered the door they acted so perplexed on the body cam footage as to why police were at their house. Like maybe they were just confused. Of like why now? Why did I get caught right now? But. Bestie you have. Some like kids locked up right now. And in fact they had actually managed to unchain two of their kids. But three more were found in chains as the police entered. One had actually been in chains for weeks at this point. Like, all day, every day, in chains for weeks. That's just awful. I'm just so disgusted by this. This is an innocent little kid that, again, it's having, like, extreme torture put on him for for potentially literally washing his hands above his wrists. Or trying to eat food that he wasn't allowed to because he was starving. When they... When the police entered the home, they were met with the stench of human feces, decaying garbage, dead animals, and moldy food that covered every and every surface covered in trash. The children were found with bruises on their arms, appeared frail, and caked with dirt. The oldest, who was 29 at the time, was only 82 pounds. And to kind of further show the malnourishment that I was talking about of the kids, a 12-year-old was the weight of an average seven-year-old. The doctors had said the children had been starved for years at this point. The children, whose names all begin with the letter J, range in the age of 2 to 29 at the time of the parents' January 14th arrest. So on February 22nd, 2019, which is about a year after the police arrested the two parents. The parents did plead guilty to 14 felony charges to avoid a trial. 
They plead guilty to one count of torture, four counts of false imprisonment, three counts of cruelty to adult dependents, and three counts of willful willful child cruelty. Bail which originally set to nine million for Louise Turban and twelve million for David Turban. Of course, they were unable to pay. I mean, as a judge, I would be like, you don't get bail. I'm surprised he got bail. But that's a high yeah. bail. Of course, yeah. they were unable to pay, pay it, and they did stay in jail. Um, David received a higher bail because he actually received an additional charge for a lewd act on a child under 18. Again, it was assumed that he was sexually assaulting his children. David also eventually was charged with perjury in relation to the affidavits he filed with the California Department of Education over the years. So he said that he was having a home, a proper homeschool education for his children and none of the children ever received an education. Which I do want to note that a child not being educated con- completely affects their ability to like process information later down the road, like from the very beginning of your like development, education is so important. And these children were deprived of the like proper nourishment for their brain and their body in the most developmental years of their lives. So both were sentenced to life imprisonment with the possibility of parole after 25 years. Some people do say that they will never get parole due to the severity of their crimes. And the district attorney in their county said this is among the worst, most aggravated child abuse cases that I've ever seen being involved in my career as a prosecutor. Part of what went into the decision making of this agreement of the parents just being able to plead guilty was that the victims of this case would not ultimately have to testify. So they allowed the parents to plead guilty so the children didn't have to take the stand. Which I do feel like is real, like honorable in the situation. However, this, the tragedy of the children do not end after the sentencing. So after the children were rescued, they did spend two months in the hospital. They were treated for a wide range of various serious complications, including heart damage due to lack of nutrition, cognitive impairments, and neuropathy. And after leaving the hospital, the six minors were placed in two foster homes. Sadly, though, the... Five of the children, so five of the children after being placed in two of the foster homes was adopted by a family. But in October 2019, it was revealed that that family was abusing those five children. You're lying. People suck so bad. Like, you willingly, you went through the process of adopting these kids, knowing what they had went through, just to do the exact same thing to them all over again. Yeah, that's like it's that's truly awful. so evil. so evil and so horrific. And like I just don't even understand the thought process of that. Like maybe they're like, "Oh, like these children won't say anything because they had him for so many years." But like they were starting to get their voice. Like it's so sad. They hit them on the face with sandals, they pulled their hair, they hit them with the belt, um would strike them on the heads a lot. They were forced to eat excessively. And even forced to eat their own vomit after. No. Mm-hmm. No. That's so terrible. Yeah. 
the foster father was also accused of sexually assaulting the daughter, the the females that were adopted. Ew. So like these children have truly been through the worst time and time again. The foster family was arrested and charged with abusing these children, but that still doesn't change what has happened to them for their whole life. And, but in early 2020, the district attorney of their county does report the children are living independently, working, going to school, and one has actually graduated from college. However, the complete reverse of that is stated in November 2021 saying that a lot of the turban children have come forward saying that they're neglected by their county social services, that some of them were homeless, and that none of them received any money. So after the, this took national news, a lot of people did donate to the family for the children just to have proper care. And this went into a trust that was placed by a court-appointed public guardian. And the trust was created so that they wouldn't have to pay taxes on it, where compared to like a GoFundMe or something, they would have to pay taxes on. So in theory, it was really good, but the children said they were not able to access any of the $600,000 that were donated to them. That one of the children even tried pulling money out just to buy like an actual bicycle, and they weren't even allowed to do that. Oh my gosh. Poor sweet baby just wanted to buy a bicycle. I know this family can like these children cannot catch a break. So a year after the report of the children still being neglected came out in July 2022, some of the, the siblings actually did file a lawsuit against their county's court system against the foster care agency that placed them in the home where they were subject to further abuse and neglect and then almost two nearly identical lawsuits were filed one representing the two older siblings and the other representing four of the younger siblings saying that they were also abused by the system so those court court cases are currently being played out and i wish nothing but the best for these children (laughs) 